there, everyone. Welcome to the Paraconnection Podcast. You're here with Schuler Johnson from PILT Paranormal. And I have to say I am pretty excited because this is our first official episode for our podcast. So this whole podcast game is kind of new, you know, something that we've never really considered. And yet here we are, jumping into it. We've been on a couple of podcasts ourselves as guests, and we've gotten pretty good feedback stating that we should try to start up our own and see where it goes. So here we are. For the time being, however, it's just going to be myself along with a guest that we're going to schedule with and bring onto the podcast. But moving forward, what we're planning on doing is jumping on this podcast here and forming like a group discussion type of environment and moving forward in that direction. But until we get times and days figured out here, it's just going to be myself with a couple of guests coming on and we're going to talk about everything paranormal. So until that time, I don't think it's going to be all that bad. Alright, so we got some pretty good information going on here. I don't need to bore you guys anymore with the introduction, so let's go ahead and get started with today's podcast. So for our first official podcast, we have our first official guest. Her name is Mary Williamson, and she is from the Netherlands. So Mary has her own group on Facebook called Ghost Talk Live, and what she does is she gets some video footage going on that's in a live broadcast feed. And she'll talk and discuss with the people that are running the feed, and she'll share it to the Facebook page, and people can watch and check it out, and even comment and interact with the original broadcasters and Mary herself. And everything that Mary is streaming is pretty much live feeds from all around the world. It's really interesting. So you'll be able to witness some really unique and cool stuff. It's really awesome. Luckily for us, once we had started up our Instagram account, we had some followers come on through, and one of those followers was Mary. Once Mary had contacted us, we talked a little bit about the paranormal, obviously, you know, exchanged some information, and next thing you know, we're setting up a date for a podcast episode, and here we are. So being that this is our first episode for the podcast, go figure that we ran into some technical issues. When I called Mary, I ran into some audio and connection issues, which isn't all too weird because the obvious distance is quite far from the United States to the Netherlands. So it took us a minute to get everything figured out and, you know, hooked up into the right ports, but we got everything settled. So what I'm trying to prepare you for is the beginning of this podcast. It's a little choppy, a little rough in the first 30 seconds or so, but we get things figured out pretty early and everything's pretty much smooth sailing from there and it's a really good talk. So let's go ahead and jump into that call that I made with Mary and talk about acceptance, beliefs, methods, and the paranormal. Mary? Hello, how are you doing? That's awesome. I'm doing pretty good. It's starting out to be a decent morning. <laughs> Got our. Looks like we have our audio fixed here. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. That's good. I, I'm actually uh, looking at mine too. Um, everything's going good besides. Oh, that's why, because I don't have. Uh, or maybe I do. I have my audio going, but it's only recording my voice right now, not yours. But just last night, I did a test run with my paranormal team, and it was doing just fine. <laughs> and uh, what they do about uh, the evidence and 
uh, how often they uh, go back to get the evidence. So, yeah, and that was cleared. Uh, yeah, so I have some nice talks so now and then. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I mean, sometimes you know mm. you, you have to uh, you have to go back and forth between discussions to figure out if something's true or not because you're going to have so many people out there saying, hey, this is fake, or hey, this is real, well, you know, evidence is one thing, but then you got people, you know, you can show them hardcore physical evidence, and they're like, you know what, I, I just don't believe this, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure, in the Netherlands, we have that a lot, because it's still a bit of a taboo, and oh, okay. if you're psychic, then um, uh, the majority still thinks you have wild imagination, and a small group is uh, depending on the mediums, uh, the psychics. So it's um, a bit changing, but still far beyond uh, the states. It's still far back. I think 15 years in wow. development. That's yeah, something that's else. Long. Yeah, and it you, is. And you know, Mary, I think that's something super, super awesome and, and just intriguing like uh, comparing the United States to the Netherlands, you know, with how people to this day still think it's super, super taboo. And then you got some people, you know, they're born into it and they're like, oh, this is the way I live life. I was raised this way. It's like, <laughs> it's just interesting <laughs> to have these different levels of uh, comprehension and acceptance. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm so excited to have this, the debate uh, with uh, several different people, uh, different side of views, um, and it, it goes far, it, it really goes far. It's uh, about pagan, Wicca, uh, satanic uh, worshipping, uh, Ouija boards, uh, paranormal oh, yeah. teams, about everything. I love the debates. That's awesome, Mary. Yeah, I, I have to agree yeah. with you on that as well. I mean, there's just so many things that you can touch in that you can relate to or that you can say, hey, you know, paganism and Satanism, we got two different things here, but then you got someone's like, well, if you take both of them, you meet in the middle with a certain ritual or a certain belief, it's like they're technically the same thing. So, I mean, you just have yeah. so much that you can go with. And to what I tell people when it comes to the paranormal and the spiritual world, it's kind of like just a giant puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle, if you will, or something, you know, and there's a lot of pieces to it. <laughs> It is, it is, and I don't think we get uh, a quarter of the answers in our lifetime. It's still so far ahead to get all the answers, if we even get them. You're right. Yeah, that, that's even yeah. if we do get the answers. And, you know, you saying that kind of had me think a little bit about um, religion, you know, Christianity, Buddhism, and uh, Catholics, and I mean, just everybody around the world, you know, and it's like... Everyone believes, if, if they're really, like, devote to the religion, they believe they're right. They, and a lot, some people, they believe that they're the only ones that are right. Well, I try to take a step back, and I talk with people. I'm like, if you look at all these different religions that we have, each one has a lot of, you know, similarities to it. But they also have differences. And it's like, they're pieces. Every religion is like a piece. And like you were just saying, you know, maybe some are right, some are wrong. Maybe we can kind of mold them together and get that one answer. Yeah, I, th I, I, I do agree on that. If you look at uh, the similarity and uh, the, the things, they are equal in every belief. 
I think um, it's uh, people who were gaining uh, for power who gave them rules and um, yeah, certain uh, rituals to go by and I don't like it, I don't like it at all if someone is telling me you don't have the permission to celebrate your birthday or yeah. You, you can't have a, a, a heart transplant because it's not natural. Uh, you have to go to church uh, every Sunday because uh, otherwise you uh, end up in hell. Uh, I don't like that kind of talk. Just uh, the beliefs a whole. Uh, there's something out there who is powerful enough to give faith, energy and answers to everyone and the one is calling him God, the other one Buddha, yeah. uh, the third one uh, is talking about uh, another religion. I think it's all alike at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that too, Mary. It's funny you're saying that, bringing up like the different gods and stuff, because um, just a couple of days ago I was talking with some co-workers. I was like, you know, I don't have proof of this, but this is just something that kind of hit me in the head, you know, uh, I don't know, a month ago. I'm like, all these different gods that people portray, who's to say that they're not all the same entity? They're just being represented in different ways from different cultures, you know? But if uh, if you believe that they're different entities or, you know, you're so strong-headed that your religion's right, you're not going to think, okay, well, maybe the one true God, you know, um, he's just showing himself differently to different people or other people have different visions, so they dress God differently or they think he follows different ways but ultimately it's the same God again you know I don't have proof on this this is just a random thought I had about a month ago and I'm like you know if that's true I mean that's just astounding here we are dividing ourselves amongst each other when we're all really following the same thing <laughs> yeah you know. yeah exactly and um, uh, I always take as example uh, if there's a bank robbery mm -hmm. and you have 20 witnesses mm -hmm. everyone <laughs> my ringtone <laughs> that's alright you're a very busy person that's okay <laughs> but you have 20, 20 witnesses and you talk to every one of them they're all going to address to a different personality a different hair color so I think it's the same about religion because of uh, the awareness of the people who are uh, having that experience and uh, the expression they give about uh, to it. That's the difference in, in all of it. Mm -hmm. I truly think it's something like that. I also can't prove it, but it's just uh, logical thinking. Exactly. And I like that example, Mary. You know, that's a really good way to look at it. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's just if we had more evidence, you know, I, I tell my team this all the time, evidence is everything. And it would be great if we had it, you know, to put everyone's mind to rest. But sometimes you don't, so you kind of just have to plug and play and try to build on this neutral field, you know, to address everyone. Which, having that as a topic, addressing everyone, it kind of has me thinking about um, atheists, you know, or uh, Satanism or people that believe truly into Lucifer and evil ways, because I've been told by a couple people that are satanic, that I've even had on my team, that uh, they're, they're like, hey, Schuler, you know, I'm, I'm satanic, but that doesn't make me evil, you know, I'm not following Lucifer to sacrifice babies or do blood rituals and all that. So, you know, I believe in a certain religion that just gives more free will 
and uh, a positive outreach. It's more therapeutic. At least that's what they've described to me. Of course, I haven't studied in depth about Satanism or even uh, atheism, you know, with how they portray everything. But I know those are two different topics, uh, viewpoints that people kind of follow, you know. So with us talking about God, it's like, well, what about us? Well, what, what's your viewpoints on that, Mary? Uh, you t- uh, talked about uh, two topics, but it's three. Everyone okay. uh, seems to forget Lucifer is just a fallen angel. Mm. And uh, no one uh, did understand him, and uh, not even God. So he was fallen, mm-hmm. so misunderstood. So uh, makes him that evil. I I do not know that, mm-hmm. and um, it's hard to believe that if you are a person who's uh, misunderstood, uh, that you are evil. You're not. You're just misunderstood and you're angry and you're kicking around. Uh, does it make you the ultimate evil? No, I don't think so. I think uh, the devil is something else as Lucifer. But that's just my uh, thinking and uh, yeah me looking into all the readings and all the literature um, so I try to uh, get a few how people look at it so it's Satanism yeah that's something I keep far ahead because I don't like it um, that's maybe because of uh, some um, Places I've been to during investigations, uh, the whole atmosphere—it's uh, it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel good to be in. Yeah. So Satanism—it's uh, not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend. He's a priest and uh, also an exorcist. It's his job <laughs> to cope with that. Of course. Yeah, and I'm sure that helps you yeah. to understand more on that topic too. Having a friend like that. Yeah, it does, it does. Yeah, it's interesting, and we do have interesting talks. Um, I don't know him that long, but um, yeah, we do debate about uh, the good and the bad, and hell and heaven, and our different point of views, and he doesn't um, stick it to my throat, his beliefs, because he is listening and he's open to it, and that's great, yeah. That really is great. And it's nice to be in an environment like that where you're not being force-fed. And I've noticed that with a lot of people that I've spoken with on the paranormal topic about, uh, you know, religion or believing in God or prayer or, you know, even when it comes to evil or whatever. Um, they're like, you know, Schuler, I'm afraid of ways being thrown on me and being forced. I'm like, well, you know, you shouldn't have to feel that way. It's not that somebody should force feed you what you should believe or the information you should take. It's just uh, it, they should come to you in a way where they're approachable and they're giving you an option. They're giving you knowledge that they know that you can either take or you can ignore. And, um, you know, I'm learning a lot from you just right now, Mary, talking about Lucifer. You know, I mean, I do recall him being the fallen angel, but in a lot of modern media, when people think about the devil and the ultimate evil, they think about Lucifer. Like, he is top of the pyramid. You know, that's Mr. Evil. That's who you want to stay away from. But, like you said, at one point in time, how the story goes, what we've learned throughout humanity is that he used to be an angel as well. He made some bad decisions, and he fell down. (laughs) You know, putting it uh, (laughs) short and sweet and have a little humor to it. But um, 
It's interesting, though, to uh, you know look into it to see a further evil than him himself. Yes, it is. And if you look at uh, the Greek mythology, uh, you come uh, to Kronos. He was the most evil uh, god there was. Um, he uh, slashed his own sons and being put to hell in a coffin so he could never come out. So in every religion and every belief, there's something what is uh, the ultimate evil. Uh, but the, the, the Greek don't prefer as uh, angels, but as the gods, and they have a god for this and a god for that. Um, that's why I also think um, every belief is alike, because at the end the stories are, are the same. They all are the same. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a very good uh, look there, Mary. I, I like that outlook. That's what I'm trying to say. An outlook, you know, because. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the similarities from all these different religions. There's so much history out there. And what's being taught in schools, uh, even the information that we have before us on computers, I don't feel like everything's there. It's just not enough. There might be some things that are, you know, being hidden. But when it comes down to it, I mean, there's just so much history. And when it comes to the ultimate good and evil, there are probably a lot of gray and even dark spots that we're not seeing right now. Yeah, I do do think so too. Yeah. So let's see, uh, Mary. Along with that, I, th- I think we've kind of covered a general part of uh, Satanism and you know what people believe Lucifer and the greater evil to be. But what about yeah. um, atheism? Like- I don't know much about atheism, but I do know they uh, don't believe in anything. But m- many atheists uh, do. No, uh, let me put it another way. There are a lot of atheists. Who believe in Reiki, in uh, energy works, mm. that kind of stuff. So I don't think that uh, the majority can really say they are atheists. They believe they are something, but just don't know what and don't want to be put in a box like uh, you're a Christian, you're a Catholic, or you're a Jew, or whatever. So the atheist is, uh, I think, really easy to get out of uh, the struggle of religion. Mary, I couldn't have put it in better words myself, to be honest with you, because yeah, I've yeah. spoken with a few uh, atheists myself, along with you know being on the paranormal team and such, and um, that's practically what they told me. They're like, Schuler, you know, it's not that I don't believe in entirely nothing, it's just when it comes to good and bad and angels and demons, it, it's difficult to pinpoint you know, my finger on one exact thing. And, and I've been told more often than not that they believe in like uh, earth energies and other type of physical energy that you can kind of grasp on. And to say the least, it's very interesting because I've kind of witnessed some people doing, um, I believe it's pronounced Reiki and, and other sorts of things. And to say the least, it's very interesting. I don't have any professional experience in it, so I can't put like uh, for sure word on it i like to watch them and see how they they believe in what they do believe in yeah you should try it one time (laughs) Uh, perhaps i should i've been told it's got good vibes it's got good energy yeah there's no better way to know what reiki does as to experience it go in open-minded and just feel relax and feel that's the only thing i always say I don't want to shove it to anyone 
the, uh, working with energies and Reiki and Shambhala and that kind of um, uh, healing systems uh, do work. Just go lay down and experience it. You know, thinking about it now, Mary, I believe I have experienced it once. I was on a podcast called The Calling with a couple of hosts, Jerry and Jen, and um, his co-host, Jen, at the time. She actually practiced Reiki, and we were talking about an investigation that my team and I had done back in 2012, and just the negative impact that it had, whatever was there, um, it was evil, to say the least, and... I wasn't the smartest. I took something home as a souvenir, and um, <laughs> it followed me home, and I had a great experience, not really, for a month, and uh, I told, I was telling them during our interview that I feel like something still lingers around me, like there's still something here from time to time. It, it can't do what it used to do, because since that time, I've taken back all the, the items, I've said prayers, I've gotten closer to God, which is my personal belief. But um, she did a little bit of Reiki, and I believe it helped. I still feel like there's something around me, which everything that you do spiritually or, you know, energetic, um, you can't just do it one time and expect whatever around you to go away. Because if you have something really powerful around you, it's going to take a while. It's kind of like a good example in the physical world is a bully. You know, you might have a bully that you can fight back one day and he stops, but then you find a new bully a year later, and you got to fight him twice to get him away. You know, it's every spirit, every energy has its own type of property. And of course, I'm speaking from experience. I don't have a list of documents to prove the science, but uh, from experience, that's what I've gathered, you know, with spirits and such. But I may have to get back into that. You know, um, having a positive meditative state is not bad. So I may have to get back into it, Mary. (laughs) Yeah, you should. It's very interesting. Because I uh, do it uh, for about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. I work with uh, uh, Reiki and uh, the chakras, chakra healing, uh, the aura healing. And I use it in the field also to protect myself. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, it is. We try out everything (laughs) (laughs) just for the investigations. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, usually I meditate before I go on an investigation and uh, try to be one with my feelings. Um, My aura, I do get protection uh, during the meditation. And I just had uh, one bad experience by taking home uh, something a bit negative at home, but um, that only was for about five, six days. And after that, it was gone. Well, Mary, it sounds like you know my experience then, but luckily for you, it was just a week. <laughs> yeah, a week and some bru- bruises and Ugh. an attack in my bed while I was uh, awake. So, yeah. Would you like to go into <laughs> some was- more detail about that, Mary? Do you feel comfortable? to speak a little yeah, bit about I do. I do. I, I, it's no problem at all. It's uh, It happened a month ago. Um, wow, just recent. Before that. Yeah, just recent. I was laying at my bed. Yes, now you're laughing, but I was looking at Ghost Adventures. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of hype about Ghost Adventures. <laughs> um, Good and Usually, bad, but... I, I, I fall asleep usually. This time, I was half asleep and half awake, okay. and I saw from the corner of my eye, um, my bed cover came up, up high, 
and I, ha I had that feeling from what the f so <laughs> while I was thinking that something grabbed me grabbed me really hard pushed me into my bed so I talked shit uh, for at least 10 minutes my uh, neighbors thought I was fighting with my boyfriend who wasn't at oh home at the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I cursed a lot and uh, told him really witty f word <laughs> to f*** off. <laughs> Mary, you were just given whatever you had around you the the full word, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, because I was alone and no one was there to protect me or to save me yeah. or whatever. So it went away and I uh, came out of bed, went down, took a cup of coffee and a cigarette, uh, another cup of coffee, and I thought, what what the heck? I go back to bed, I have to work tomorrow, and yeah. everything, what is in my home, has to get the f out of here. Yes. So, I went upstairs and uh, fell asleep, slept for three hours, told my uh, two friends what happened to me, and one of them told me, you weren't sleeping, because I, at first I thought it was sleep paralysis, but mm. I was just awake. And uh, because I cursed immediately, and that's a sign that you're awake, I think. <laughs> I would say. And, <laughs> yeah. And the next day, I had some bruises, uh, bruises on my hip, and it was uh, in the shape of piece of the hand of someone. So I took some photographs, uh, sent it to my friend. So she told me, "See, see, you weren't uh, sleeping." So we did uh, a meditation together, and after that, it's really quiet in, at home. And I do use holy water okay. every evening. Yeah, uh, on my bed. Yeah, I spray it all over my covers. I completely and utterly am happy that you do that. Like I, I respect that, Mary. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't know if you had more to your story. No, 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 no. I, I, I finished my small experience <laughs> okay well you know you say small but to me that's a fairly large encounter i mean especially over a week's time because i'm sure at the time you didn't know when it was going to end for all you knew this was the beginning of your new life as a uh, paranormal investigator and you know living your daily life it's like well i don't know what i brought home but only god knows when this is going to end <laughs> you know yeah for sure for sure because you don't want that uh, around you all day it's not uh, very uh, comforting but you can cope with it but if you have that experience at your job or somewhere in your car on a highway it's the best thing what can happen it's not mary you know it's no. not and i'm glad that you have been able to get rid of whatever it is that was around you and hopefully you know in future investigations you can you know not bring anything home with you but to get back with what you're saying um in any other situation, not just being at home during the day or trying to sleep at night, being attacked. But like you said, you know, you're driving to work on the highway or you're at the mall and something happens to you. Well, not only is it going to be uncomfortable for you as a person dealing with this weird encounter, but people are going to look at you like you're losing your mind. And this has been a thing for hundreds, if not thousands of years, about people yeah. um, being mentally insane um, criminally insane and when it comes down to it it's not that they have a brain disease a physical damaged thing you know it's actually they're being attacked spiritually and the science behind the paranormal is just not um, 
physical enough for a lot of people to be like, okay, well, there's demons and angels, and maybe this person isn't schizophrenic, they're actually being possessed by a demon. You know, it's, sadly, it's 2018, and people still aren't as open to this possibility, but um, it can mess with your everyday life. (laughs) Yeah, a few are looking into it uh, here in the Netherlands, they are, if they're a mental issue or if there's something else, uh, yeah. they use uh, hypnosis uh, and other therapy to look into it, uh, to help you to cope with a, a trauma and uh, what's the effect on you, on the voices, uh, the attacks, what you describe. And you're not put in an asylum um, just right away, but it can happen. It can happen. Yeah, and not to say that there are people out there that are, you know, misfortunate enough to have some type of ailment, you know, of the brain or, you know, other deformities and such that may alter them. But I also believe it's very possible that it there are spiritual attacks that can change a person and you can't live a normal life. Um, yeah. It, it's it's scary, to say the least. When I had my month of my, my attacks, um, so I'm getting blown up there. When I had my month, my month's length of attacks, I... Uh, I know I wasn't living normal. To, to put everything short here, Mary, um, from day one to day finish, I literally felt like I was about to vomit every single day and every single hour, every single second. I was going to school at the time. I was 17, going on to 18. It was my senior year. It, it, it was difficult. I felt like vomiting every day. Um, there were cases where when I was at home, my bed would shake roughly like 2, 3 in the morning, the stereotypical witching hours, you know. And as soon as I'd get up from my bed shaking, it would stop like nothing happened. And there were no local earthquakes in my state. I would be in the shower, and I would start feeling a burning sensation on my back like I had an injury. And I know for a fact I did not hurt myself at work or at school or anything in between. And uh, I'd get out of the shower, and I'd look in my mirror, and I had scratches on my back. I was actually able to take a picture of that exact moment um, when I was scratched on my back, so that was terrifying. On top of that... I would have nightmares of being dragged through my hallway by an invisible force, and it was slamming me against the wall and the ceiling and choking me, and I was levitating in midair, and I'd wake up in a sweat, and my heart would just be pounding. So I feel like it wasn't just a nightmare. That was my spirit being attacked by whatever followed me home, and I'm getting cold chills talking about it. But um, to say the least, I'm kind of glad I had this experience so I can share with other people and I know this is real for my own personal confirmation, but at the same time, it's like I kind of wish we had other ways to learn and understand the, the paranormal. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, that's also very interesting because I have thought if you have some lucid dreams, mm. uh, maybe it's your soul leaving your body and your soul is really experiencing all the stuff you're talking about. Not your physically, but just the soul. Yeah. So that's the way, that's why it's so real. And uh, you're waking up in sweat and uh, your, your heart pounding and uh, really scared uh, of the experience as a whole. Yeah. I do, I do think maybe it could be something like that. 
but then we have to experiment some more. <laughs> Man, Mary, you're speaking the absolute truth. I don't know how we could get something like that, but I'm thinking uh, if there's a way we could hook up a, a virtual reality helmet, put it on while we're sleeping, and we can record everything that we see while we're sleeping, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know how it'd work, but <laughs> it's a it, it's food it for thought. It's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, there's a helmet now, and uh, it's uh, being produced. Uh, to get in different frequencies uh, so you can see spirits and it's made by uh, Katie Stafford uh, from Paranormal Inc. He's such a, a great uh, scientist so maybe talking to him about the idea virtual reality but to make something uh, real in dreams and just to tape it, yeah. that would be great. That would be awesome. It would, Mary. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm nothing close of a scientist, sadly, or uh, an inventor. But I, I tell you, if if we could find a way to get a helmet to where you can record your dreams of what you're seeing, like a video camera, that that would just be astounding. Talk about a giant step in the future of not just paranormal investigating, but all sorts of different research for like brain activity and lucid dreaming and astral projection i mean all sorts of different stuff not just ghosts and demons and nightmares <laughs> but uh, yeah it is. it's so interesting all the stuff is interesting so that's why i'm not just a paranormal investigator but i look into all the things that pop up in my head what if what if what if yeah that's and, the best way to do it if, if you don't ask the what if i mean you're just going to be stuck in that one little box you know and you're not going to expand out because there's so much more than just paranormal investigating you know that that's like a uh, scratch the surface type of thing <laughs> yeah but, but that, that was uh, the, the one thing that uh, Rob Damores was talking about a few years back um, a lot of people are going into the field using the methods uh, of the ghost hunters ghost hunters international all the way of investigation. If you look, um, all the teams are alike. You have a lead investigator, you have a, a paranormal investigator, you have a psychic. Try and have the nerves to think out of the box. Yeah. Try a different approach, try something new, try, just try something different. And um, yeah, it was really interesting to hear him say all that kind of stuff. and. Uh, why he was thinking the way he's thinking so it made me think about uh, the paranormal the investigations uh, how teams um, do the investigations and uh, what could we do different so maybe we have a different approach and different uh, most different uh, results uh, that kind of thing yeah and, yeah. and that's that's an awesome way, you know, to take yourself as a paranormal investigator and branch out, if you will. Because, like, what you're talking about just right now, it's, it's very true. You know, if you look at these guys on TV or even people, you know, from, like, ParanormalSocieties.com or Facebook and you're like, okay, that's how you do it. Well, yeah, that's how you start to do things. But if you stay like that, you're going to be, like you're saying, just the same as everyone else. You have to find those little, those nicks and knacks where you can differentiate yourself and have something unique about yourself and the team that you work with. 
that kind of stands yeah. out. And, yeah, and Mary, sure. And with, uh, Mary, with, when you investigate, you have a team, is that correct? Uh, I'm a lone wolf, but I do work with different teams here uh, in the Netherlands. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm very, very blessed that I can come on investigation with different teams. Uh, so I go with uh, Urex teams, and I'm regular in a team uh, here in the area, and uh, we have a skeptic on board. Uh, we have a, a white Wiccan uh, without a coven. We have someone from the dark side. Uh, me, I'm uh, a bit scientific. Uh, I work with uh, regression, uh, hypnosis, uh, energies. I do have some psychic abilities. And uh, so now and then we take a priest, an exorcist, and we work all together um, to get some evidence on different approaches. So that, that's really fun to do, and we do have fun doing the investigations. Wow, Mary, I have to say, it seems like the people that you work with, you know, even you as a lone wolf, that's just what, that's like a perfect example of a smelting pot. And that's great that you guys work like that. I know we've kind of been scatterbrained here with different topics. We've talked about religion so far. Uh, we've talked about the basics of being a paranormal investigator. Um, talked a little bit about our, our most terrifying experiences and uh, a little short summary on, you know, our beliefs when it comes to uh, the science behind the paranormal and, and religion. But, you know, I, I feel bad because I should have started off with you about asking how, how you approach as a paranormal investigator. And I'm glad you elaborated so well with who you work with and how you guys go about working. That, that's just really fascinating how you can get different people from different cultures, traditions, beliefs to come together to find that one answer, you know, to discover yeah. the truth behind the unknown. Yeah, it's the most important thing. And uh, just all of us are thinking outside of the box. Mm. So um, we protect each other and with all the different beliefs and we do have respect for for each other and that's the number one priority respect and love for each other oh yes ma'am yeah if, if you don't have respect as a team and as an individual in the paranormal field or just all together you will find yourself collapsing <laughs> fairly quick and for sure. negative energy is not something you want to take with you on a paranormal investigation i i know that from experience too <laughs> No, no, you shouldn't investigate if you have any negative energy surrounding you. Uh, if you had a fight with your with your kids yeah. or with your husband, you shouldn't investigate. Absolutely not. No, that that will make you vulnerable um, in all sorts of different ways and forms. Um, there yeah. is actually a, a quick story I have. This goes back to 2012 again. I've been referring to 2012 a lot in other podcasts. You know that I've been on. I've actually always spoken about 2012 because it goes back to Central State Hospital. It's a uh, old um, old mental institution, and uh, that was like one of our biggest hotspots. It's where we learned a lot. It's where we failed a lot. It's where a lot happened. Long story short, one of my investigators was down in the tunnels that is underneath the entire perimeter of this place. And we, we had been at this location for roughly two hours already, and we had gotten nothing. I mean, no EVPs, no photographs, nothing on video, no sensations. We didn't hear anything, 
nothing. So we're all hungry, we're tired, we're thinking about calling it a night, you know, and he decides he's fed up. He's like, well, we've been here for so long, we've been here a couple times, I want to try to get something. Because we've gotten something before, but since that first encounter, we hadn't gotten anything else. So he starts cursing, he starts uh, saying disrespectful things to the uh, individuals that are said to still reside there. He was mocking things that they might have gone through. And uh, on top of that, Mary, he uh, he offered his energy while he was provoking. And <laughs> I'm sure you're thinking to yourself right now, why? Why would that young man do that? Well, he wanted evidence, but that's not the uh, best solution. Well, no. once, well, once again, I'm trying to make a long story short, but I'm not. But he was eventually on a uh, stasis of borderline possession. So we had to cut the investigation off. We had to walk him out. We had to drag him out, give or take, out of the actual perimeter of the uh, building that we were underneath. And luckily for us, there was a Catholic church across the street. So we took him over there, sat him down, because from the time that we got him out to the time we got him to the church, he was cussing us out. He was fighting us. We had to uh, restrain him the best that we could and walk him to the church. The church was closed, so we just sat him on the uh, front steps, and we prayed over him for 25 minutes, and uh, he finally came too. But since then, he's he's not been the same. He's uh, he's recovered. He's still a part of the team, but he took a like three, four-year break, but he just recently came back in 2016 and helps us out with things. But every time we do a presentation or we talk about the paranormal or we're on a podcast, he tries to uh, explain to people the importance of of being smart and not provoking and not offering your energy when doing a paranormal investigation or in any situation. So I guess I'd like to ask you, Mary, what is your opinion about provocation and offering your energy with uh, a paranormal situation? Uh, offering my energy? Um, no, yeah. that's a no-go. Mm -hmm. That's really a no-go. It's um, offering you to get drained Till, till far beyond and provocation sometimes uh, it can work but you have to know what you're doing yes. um, I did provocate one time uh, during exorcism because he was playing with us um, uh, praying on uh, little kids um, making them scared keeping them awake all night and um, I got to the point where I was so angry, so pissed off. So I told uh, the, the, the spirit which was in that home, if you have to uh, play with someone, play with me, you sissy. <laughs> <laughs> bring him out. Yeah. Put the red yeah, target I right on you. Bring him out. <laughs> yeah. So I told him, uh, I'm sorry for the words. If you want to with me, come on, bring it on. I had a good this morning <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah Mary you were going full out war with this thing weren't you or whoever he was uh, <laughs> yeah at that point it was and um, that was also the point uh, where our priest got uh, scratched oh wow because um, yeah he wasn't interested in me at all but in the priest he didn't want to leave the home and uh, he went the full full hundred percent towards the priest so at the end the home was uh, cleansed all the way that's good yeah absolutely but that was the only one i provoked 
uh, an entity in a home because I've, I've had had it. We were investigating for three hours and uh, used uh, the spirit box, the SB11. We had sensors, a voice recorder. Uh, I just heard a whisper and um, just teasing all the time all the time we heard EVP back and it's almost he made a joke out of us uh, so that can make you pissed of course and you know with, with a situation like that it's like what you said too earlier there Marius you have to be careful when provoking you have to know what you're doing and I believe that some spirits they know if they provoke you or they know if they can attack other people that are more susceptible to their attacks you know it's going to anger other people so they're getting a, uh, a reaction it's a cause and effect so if their negativity bounces off to you you're bouncing back to them possibly it could feed them you know and that's what they want I mean yeah you're getting your evidence and you're also kind of fighting back with whatever or whoever you're dealing with but you, you most definitely want to be careful because maybe that's what they want you kind of agree on that yeah I do agree on that I'm so thankful I got uh, my blessings afterwards and um, yeah the priest uh, did a session with us and uh, a holy mess so that's wonderful afterwards yeah it was really quiet we we even slept in the house did you really all of us yeah to be sure everything was gone well, you know, that's, Just to be, yeah, that's yeah. like the best way to test. After everything that you've done, all the cleansing, all the investigating, the poking and prodding, best way to find out is if you stay the night there yourself. Because <laughs> yeah. you're the last people that this thing has messed with, and I'm sure the last people he wants to see. So if he's still there, or it, it's going to mess with you. It's like, hey, hey, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, you're vulnerable when you're sleeping. So if anything is left... You're going to get it. Yeah, hopefully it's not too smart, you know, where, uh, because I, I've read and I've heard by people face-to-face -face stories about where uh, demonic entities, not so much an evil entity, which that's a topic I would like to cover with you next. Um, yeah. But it's not an evil entity they're talking about, but it's a completely demonic entity. They're like, Schuler, there's been times where uh, I've had something happen to my, you know, inside my home. And uh, it would stop for a week. You know, I would sage, I would say prayers, and it would stop for a week or even a month. And uh, it would come right back. They lie dormant. And they tell me, they say, um, Schuler, I, I think this is something demonic, not something evil like a mean old man that used to own a farm. I think this is something evil that's never been human, and it has enough power to just, like, leave leave me alone make me think it's gone and then come right back and start attacking again like rebuild its energy do you believe that's possible even after do a cleansing I do, yeah i do believe it's possible but i also believe that that not any uh, every investigator or investigation team will uh, end up crossing a path with uh, something evil most of uh, the, the the entities we come across are just angry spirits, okay. um, nasty people in life, and uh, nasty ones in death, um, hooked on drugs, alcohol, okay. cigarettes. I think most entities are 
in that category. Okay. Yeah, I've over here in the United States at least I've heard mixed reviews on both, but from my personal experiences as well, Mary, I completely agree with you. Like most investigations that I have done with my team, I feel that they were nasty people. They weren't truly demonic. The only uh, location and investigation I can say that I, honest to God, believe we had a real demon or demons around us was Central State Hospital. And um, a lot of people from my state of Indiana here in the U.S., I'm sure they know about Central State. Um, but just to give a little brief history about it, it's a, uh, it's a little over 150 years old. It was built in 1848. It closed in 1994. It was said it closed due to financial reasons, but there was an article that was kind of released, not fully, saying that there was some type of outbreak of patients attacking the uh, nurses and the doctors, and they just couldn't contain them anymore. So they shut the place down, and they released all the patients out to the streets, which also makes sense of why we have so much, uh, so many issues with the homeless and mental illness here in Indianapolis and in Indiana in general, just as a whole. But... um. I believe from everything that's happened there, they've, they've spoken about uh, doctors and nurses practicing in demonic rituals. They've talked about, uh, even after the closing, they've had cults come through and try to open portals to hell. I mean, there's just so many things that could have happened over a time of 150 plus years, you know. You just don't know everything. Mm-hmm. The things that we encountered down there, Mary, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's one thing to say it. It's one thing to show it. But it's a whole nother thing to actually experience it. And I believe we experienced some demonic things there. And fortunately, we've been able to get past it and cleanse ourselves and our families. And possibly some of the things that's happened in our lives could have been due to investigating that location. Maybe not. But um, where we're at in life now, I feel that we're pretty safe and we're good. And if we do come across another location or an entity like we did at Central State, we're a lot more... uh, we're a lot safer now, and I believe we'll be more prepared so we don't have any history repeat, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do get it. But you also have um, the ground where everything is built on. Oh, yes. uh, Native Americans, uh, they had their rituals, uh, uh, war gods, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, a mixture of everything what's in the soil over at your place we don't have it over here yeah no native americans but (laughs) we do have a very old history also um i think it's also an influence on um yeah the, the, the the spirits you encounter in locations you we know, do all have something like a, a hell house yes. uh, over here in the Netherlands. Yeah, if you go there, nine out of ten get attached um, by something we believe is not or was ever human at all. Yeah, it's yeah. something totally interdimensional, if if you will, if that's the best way to categorize something like that. Yeah. It's not from this world. <laughs> You know, and and Mary, that's something I'm glad you brought up. It's like, um, you know, there's the U.S. 
almost the entire world knows about the U.S., you know, and um, that that's great and all. But sadly, from my experience as an American, we haven't been given the right amount of information about other countries and continents in the world. You know, we're given a brief little shebang like, hey, these these people exist. Here's a little history. But if you really want to know the history about the world and other countries, you have to do it yourself after the fact of school, you know, and uh, like the Netherlands, I hate to say I don't know much about the Netherlands but as a paranormal investigator I have been opened up to so much more not just in the US but around the world you know like the uh, the UK and Russia and Germany and uh, Sweden I mean there's just so much out there if I ever get the chance to get my T-Mobile trust me we will be international because it's not just the paranormal that we want to go after it's the history it's the tradition it's the people that we get to interact with. I mean, we as a people are what make the spiritual thing a thing. You know, I mean, it's like like, like we're going back to, it's a puzzle, you know, and we all happen to be a piece. <laughs> yeah, you have a piece of the puzzle, but uh, maybe one of my team also has just a small piece of the puzzle. And if we, at the end, work together with all the different pieces, we get a whole, exactly. a big picture yeah so go ahead Mary yeah, (laughs) yeah that's why you have to work together and be open for different ideas and uh different approaches and um not just saying it's nonsense because this is what uh my experience is maybe they bring you to whole other ideas so you come back to uh, faith and belief and respect for one another and, um, yeah, different insights. Exactly. I mean, who's to say that one day our teams won't come together, you know, and everyone that knows things about hellhounds, because we notoriously have some over here too, apparently, you know, and who's to say that we don't come together one day and it's like, hey, Mary, I learned this from this investigation about hellhounds. You're like, well, hey, Schuler, check this out. Just a month ago, my team did this with hellhounds, and you won't believe what we found. But well, we pieced that together, and it's like, wow, what if, from both our experiences, this is possible with hellhounds? And then we learn a whole new lot about this one phenomenon, you know, and it's... A lot of the things that we that we speak about with the paranormal is kind of redundant, and people are like, I've heard this a thousand times, but repeating the same thing until you're definite on something is kind of the whole point, you know, because once you repeat something so many times, it's like, okay, we got this down. What's the next step to learn more about what we're already learning about, you know? Yeah, it's like inventing the wheel uh over and over and over again exactly. uh, try some yeah try something new until you perfect it if possible <laughs> yeah. if possible maybe not me and maybe not you but maybe one of these days one of our kids or grandkids or maybe further on but yeah we will find it our work and obviously work you know from other people that's our predecessors that that's done what we're doing has helped us a lot you know and it's it's all about one step at a time and sadly you know our lifetime isn't probably it's not long enough for that one step but we're helping continue that step and perhaps one day we can understand this whole crazy thing called uh the paranormal (laughs) yeah and science are backing us up exactly that's the most important thing yeah 
Which is a great thing too, Mary, because a lot of people, especially that are hardcore religious, um, which I would like to point out there that everything we're speaking about, especially religion, we're not trying to force anybody to believe a certain way or think a certain way, and we're also not telling you how to believe because we don't have the answers for everything. This is strictly uh, conversation and uh, discussion. But when it comes to people um, with religion, I have experienced personally that they're like, it's either... Um, spirituality or it's science, which I believe it can meet in the middle. <laughs> you can have spirituality and science, you know, I mean, for, uh, the way I see it is for one, we have a spirit, you know, and um, I also have science, you know, I've created things, I use technology that's not spiritual, but it's scientific, and at the same time, we use scientific methods to interact with the spirit world, which to me has proven positive results, so, um, it's interesting, you know, bringing two of those different categories together. What about you, Mary? Yeah, I'm also fighting for it. Uh, I use my senses if I go on a location, but I still want to prove that I'm hearing what I'm hearing. So exactly. we do use technology and um, we have a tech guy and um, we use uh, voice recorders, um, we use uh, spirit boxes, um, but you also can use hearing aids. Uh, if you put them in the right frequency, mm -hmm. you can hear it, you should hear it, because a spirit box is doing the same thing. Yeah. And on that idea, you can think of so much more. Mary, that, that is just phenomenal. You know, you're, I'm going to admit this. Um, I've never thought about using a uh, hearing aid before, and you're the first person that's ever suggested to me um, to use that as a piece of equipment. Out of all the teams that I've worked with and interacted with, you're the first. And that's that's really great. That That is like a really fascinating way to interact with the paranormal. Like, you can hear something. You may not be able to record it with the hearing aids, but um, let's say that you have an EVP going on. You know, and you can't hear it right there on EVP unless you play it back. But if you have that hearing aid, that's just going to guarantee or help you amplify what you're hearing. Play back the EVP, it's like, okay, I did hear that. Yeah. It's all about frequencies. Yeah. So, a hearing aid is also about frequencies because if you are having a, a hearing problem, it's a certain frequency you can't hear. So, it should be possible. I would believe that as well, Mary. You know, that's something I'm going to have to bring across my team, to be honest with you. It's like, uh, that, that would be a great, um, what was the word I'm looking for? This scientific word I'm wanting to use, uh, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But anyways, it would be a great test. <laughs> yeah, that would... we're testing it also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, when it comes to technology and uh, the spirit world, um, I believe they can coexist. You know, they may not be on the same exact plane, but there's obviously been times, even when people don't mean to, they've captured something on a security camera or uh, they take a picture of a family photo or a wedding and there's something in the back. Well, that's science and the spirit world combining together as one, and they're not even meaning to. So I, I get yeah. that there's fabrications out there. Sadly, there are people that like to... Uh, mess around with people like us and make us look bad or just play a game and throw people off whatever their their true intentions are sadly they're out there doing it but um there there are also cases where these things are very real and i just think it's fascinating 
to put it at the least. At least, yeah, it is. So, Mary, um, the topic the, uh, that I was wanting to highlight with you as well um, is evil spirits, which I know we've kind of covered, but I'd like to get in a little more detail real quick. Is evil spirits and completely demonic spirits, uh, entity that's not known to have ever been human or anything of this natural world, not even animal. Well, what's yeah. your what's your input on the two of uh, the differences between those two? Do you, first off, I guess I should ask, is do you believe it's possible that there is such a thing as an evil human spirit and a demonic spirit? Because some people try to say that they're all the same sometimes. Uh, I do believe there's something that it uh, what is evil. Why um, should some people get uh, poltergeist mm. in their home? It's not friendly to throw with pots and pans and um, get pushed down the stairs. So I think, yeah, I think there's evil demonic. I don't know uh, mm -hmm. if I listen to the priest, yeah. uh, that friend of mine. Yeah, there will be a demonic uh, entity. Have I seen one? No. Have I crossed the path with one? No. So maybe um, I should uh, trip on uh, on some of the spirits to get an opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be safe with it, though, Mary, because they're, they're nothing to play with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing with with spirits. <laughs> I'm very nice. I'm very friendly, normally, and also in my questioning, I'm just. Um, want to talk i want some answers of and course. if i can help them to, to to get to the light or get enlightenment i will do so That's so Mary. yeah i am friendly but the monarch i i can't answer it really well i guess i'll tie in with you mary on this um from my experiences of course i i can't prove this but I do believe personally that there are two types. Um, there are evil spirits, which have been human, you know, cranky people. Some people believe that humans can't stay here, um, you know, un unless there's like a reason. But I believe that they can. They can be stuck. They can um, choose to stay. And they can also be nasty, mean people, like entities that you've encountered. And I also believe, however, you know, whether they're summoned or they have a purpose to be there in that exact spot, um, there, there can be demonic entities. Like I said, um, out of the seven years that I have gone on nine that I've investigated and had my team, I've only had one location with um, possibly having demonic entities in it. Other than that, um, the other encounters I've had have been innocent. They've been um, a little creepy, but nothing, you know, malevolent. But I, I do believe that both of them are possible and that they're two types of entities. You know, uh, it, it's... It's just weird because you can't pinpoint exactly what you're messing with when it comes to spirits because for the most part they're invisible to the naked eye um, unless they choose to show themselves unless they have enough energy unless you have the right equipment you're there at the right time even if you see what you're seeing they can still show themselves as a little girl and maybe it's it's a 48 year old man that's mean and he just has some type of power some way to manipulate himself or maybe it's not even human it's a demon and he's trying to look like a little girl. There's, To me, there's possibilities, but can I promise you there are demons out there in every location or any location? No. I, I can only say, from what I've experienced, I believe it's very possible that there are things out there that are meaner than our meanest people. <laughs> and um, 
they can they can interact with you if you give them the chance or if you just happen to be at the wrong place at the right time and um to top it off mary you were talking about how you're a nice person which is a great thing but you also talk about how you stand your ground and you push spirits back if you have to which is a phenomenal thing because negative entities from what i've been told and experienced they feed off fear so if you're standing there or you're dealing with what you're dealing with and uh you're crying or you're afraid or you're just trying to run away from it i feel like the uh, accusations are true they'll feed off that and they'll they'll be a heck of a lot worse than they were a week ago so for the fact that you're fighting them back and you're like hey get the hell out of here you don't belong here you're not allowed to say this you're not allowed to do this that's wonderful because we we all have free will we all have the right and um even as a spirit even though there's a spirit and you can't punch it it can't harm you unless you allow it to harm you or unless you don't know what you're doing you know and with the right training with the the right knowledge which is very easy for anyone to get you can stand your ground you can push these things away and make them go away and and i'm glad you do that mary i really am yeah i also believe if you do it in uh your normal life you stand your ground you have to do it uh, in the investigations as well Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't see him you don't hear them uh, not all the time Uh, sometimes i do hear them sometimes i feel them sometimes i smell them but i don't take it i just don't take it no one is giving me any fear not in life uh, no spirits i don't give them any permission to do that and i think that's the only way to do a safe investigation if you're afraid you shouldn't do an investigation i agree completely because i i've even had uh, guest investigators you know come along with our team and we have them sign a waiver, you know, just to guarantee that, you know, they won't hold us accountable. But we, we let them know everything that they need to know, from the gear to the safety to the do's and the don'ts. And, um, you know, they're ready. They're gung-ho when we're starting up the investigation. But when it comes time to actually, when we're down there in the uh, the tunnels or we're out in a barn or something and things start happening, I've had a couple investigators ask if we could leave. And I'm like, Absolutely. Because you staying here, even though you may want to experience something, is not worth the fact that you could have some type of physical or even spiritual harm done to you because you're so afraid. And everyone, you know, they learn things and they can accept things on different levels at different times. And some people, they're just not ready for such a thing. So it's uh, it's something you have to take with a grain of salt, you know, and, and try to help people prepare for it. But if not, then it's just not meant for them. That's why they would prefer to watch our uh, videos on YouTube or on the, the Discovery yeah. Channel or Travel Channel with Ghost Adventures. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I agree on that. Yeah. And we were on an investigation with the Urbex team and they had um, encountered some uh, spirits and didn't know what to think of it uh, one told uh, the other and they were asking did you drink yeah. <laughs> were you drunk or <laughs> did you use uh, weed or something like that but that's funny he was yeah. sober he was sober so he didn't the, the one didn't believe the other and if you go to a location and take those those same guys and you use your equipment and show that their experience was real and we we have it all over again that's the most wonderful thing you can do but that one is still afraid 
he's almost pissing his pants. Oh if you hear something, yeah, well, he's really scared. Well, I mean, like you're saying, you know, I mean, it's just not made for everyone. But, I mean, I will give people the benefit of, of the doubt, you know, for them trying. And it's great that they're at least wanting to experience and understand the paranormal world. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing. But it can also be a dangerous thing, too. You know, if you if you don't know what you're doing, like you were stating earlier. Yeah. It, it's yeah, very and, real. <laughs> yeah, it brings dangers to, uh, to others who are with you. If you are on drugs or alcohol and you get attached, and it can be a risk if you have someone like that in your team. It is, Mary, and that's that's a very good point to make on that too. Because there are people out there that panic when they uh, take certain drugs or even when they drink alcohol, and you don't want someone like that on your uh, your team at the time. And um, no. you know, because that, that can uh, contaminate your evidence. It can you know, completely ruin your investigation. They become a liability because they, they're more prone to being attacked in, in multiple ways, not just spiritually. And uh, they can also be a danger to you, you know? I mean, um, it, it goes uh, along with that, people that commit suicide or that attack people. I mean, they always, the media will cover it as a suicide or the media will cover it as a uh, drug uh, enhancement. That's why they attack the cop. Well, who's to say that if you're not the one doing the autopsy, you're you're not the one there with the paperwork and you're seeing what's going on. Who's to say that they weren't actually possessed by something? You know, you you don't know if they were sitting in their bedroom trying to conjure up a demon or selling their soul or whatever. You know that may turn them into someone that they're really not. But especially yeah. on investigations, you don't want someone like that on the team with you because it can it can really mess with your. Uh, content for sure and be potentially yeah, but dangerous also with, uh, also with your health uh, people like that they are uh, easier to get sick yes. uh, get uh, real uh, sickness and health issues so maybe you should I do it in my team uh, protect them t- um, by not taking them yes um, yeah we do the same thing but here too Mary <laughs> I don't want uh, anyone to have a heart attack or uh, fainting, uh, falling down the stairs because of using drugs, medication, alcohol. Yeah. I don't want it. No. What it's shall a... I tell the police? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're out here looking for quote-unquote dead people and my friend just died. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a lovely story to have on your record. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I make the papers now. Hey, you would, Mary. That, that is one positive. I'm glad you're keeping it positive. You would make the papers. Local paranormal yeah. team. <laughs> what a headline. Accused of murder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, it's uh, it can be very, very tricky when it comes to people like that. You know, it's, it's sad when they choose to, you know, do that. If they can at least hold off and not do it for an investigation if they really want to go that bad um, that would be great but if not then like you're saying it's all about safety it really is yeah so uh, Mary, but I'm I, sorry I love it for I love it for an experiment if you go with a big team yeah an exorcist um, a, a normal priest uh, some experts with Norwegian um, take uh, a Wiccan a satanic person and use um the drugs addict as a bait. <laughs> Man, 
that is how you get your evidence. <laughs> I mean, you're pulling all sorts of different energies into one single spot. I mean, you might actually have a physical explosion, you know, that bright light and then just bam. <laughs> a, a, oh, new, uh, a, a new big wish. bang. I only wish. <laughs> no, but it's are things that cross my mind. No, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I've thought about yeah. some uh, pretty out-of-the-way ways of getting some evidence it's like well if they're attracted to this it's morally terrible but we can get the evidence <laughs> yeah or bring but, someone in in a meditation or in hypnosis and yes. put them in the middle of the room and see what happens and put all the gear surrounding that person <laughs> to protect him but yeah just just to see what happens exactly if you could find someone that strong you know and willing of course i mean that would be a great trigger object you know and it could yeah. possibly bring in something like a magnet you know it's it's it, that's a fascinating way to look at things yeah so mary let me ask you i i've been uh talking a whole bunch over here and just throwing out all sorts of different things at you um, what about you, Mary? Is there anything that you would like to highlight specifically? Something that really fascinates you when it comes to the paranormal? Oh my God! <laughs> what fascinates me um, is a number of hauntings in the states. Um, here in the Netherlands, we don't hear it that much. Yeah. Uh, there are claims uh, of spirits in castles, in bunkers, in fortresses, but not as much as in the States. Wow. So, what is it about the States? <laughs> Mary, the only thing I can think of, and this is coming right now, as soon as you ask that question, the only thing I can think is that the United States was sadly built on blood. All the war, all the uh, stealing, the, the rape of the land and the people. I mean, there was just so much negativity when uh, you know the, the original settlers came down, I get that the uh, the intentions in the beginning were probably pure. Um, I guess hence why you call them Puritans. <laughs> but yeah. over over time, obviously uh, the natives of this land were betrayed and killed. Then other immigrants would come from different countries. You know, Germany, Ireland, obviously Britain. Um, I mean, the Netherlands. The, the Netherlands, yes. <laughs> Netherlands, Norway, yes. Sweden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we I, came also. <laughs> I, I mean, everybody came down here yeah. when the Americas was made like a quote-unquote open port. Everybody was welcome. Bring your traditions. Bring your culture. Bring everything. And that's when everyone came. And, you know, of course, it started in New York and everywhere from the east and expanded out. And then you had the Wild West and I mean, there's just so much bloodshed. People were killing for land. People were killing for women. People were doing ungodly things to children. I mean, I know that happens everywhere in the world. But when you ask, yeah. you know, why why does it seem, why does there seem to be more paranormal activity in the uh, um, United States compared to the Netherlands or another European country? It's the first thing I will say is just because of all the negativity that came to this country being built, all the bloodshed. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. So, happily to say, you guys seem to be more positive, loving people. <laughs> not for sure. Well, I'm not saying everybody is. There's good and bad everywhere. Yeah. But at least you guys don't have yeah. as many paranormal blood stains, I guess. But in your case, that's kind of bad because you need some evidence. But 
yeah, we do need some evidence, but I have some idea to get it. Of course. <laughs> Bring it in. You gotta build always, your Always, always. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you have all different kinds kind of things. You have tummy knockers, you have big foods, mm-hmm. um, you have everything. <laughs> so, why? <laughs> Just share with us. Mary, that's a wonderful question. I would love to know. Um, well, personally, when it comes to cryptids, like, well, Loch Ness Monster is not in the U.S., but people, that there's been speculation that the Loch Ness can travel from, you know, these underground tunnels and come to different lakes to different countries, but that's a whole other story. But when it comes to American cryptids, let's, let's talk about, um, we've got werewolves or uh, shapeshifters, if you will. Yeah. Um, we, we've got Bigfoot. Um, we've got the Mothman. Uh, obviously UFOs, but that's kind of international. Uh, Tommyknockers. Yeah. I don't know if you can call Tommyknockers paranormal or cryptic. Um, cryptid. I believe it's in between. It could be both because obviously there's not much uh, evidence on them. But when it comes to things like Tommyknockers, I would put them under the category of uh, paranormal. And that's because you see more of the stories around caves and mines. And obviously, when America was being built and becoming the beautiful country that it became, <laughs> there was a lot of gold mines, there were a lot of uh, mineral mines, there were a lot of oil mines. I mean, people were just underground all the time, taking these resources, mm-hmm. and obviously a lot of people died. And um, the stories with Tommyknockers and similar you know, entities is that they're trying to help people, or they're trying to lure people to their death to join them, because that's just what they do. Cryptids. Yeah. Now, cryptids, on the other hand, some of them are native stories, like the Wendigo. Some of them, uh, also the shapeshifters, you know. So that, I think, originated here, from what I've read. But Sasquatch, you know, Bigfoot, and Mothman, and other urban creatures that are supposed to be physical and not so much spiritual, or interdimensional, let's say. Um, yeah. Whether or not. Yeah. Also, skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Thank you. That's what I was yeah. looking for. That's what I was looking for. Skinwalkers. Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, whether or not they came across the seas from certain countries, perhaps they they weren't called Sasquatch at the time. Perhaps they weren't called Mothman, but they derived from an older folklore, you know, and they came across the seas. That's one possibility. Who's to say that um, it, it wasn't just the American people that came, you know, and, and they became Americans, whatever. They made these stories, whether it's to scare the children to stay indoors, whether or not it's to, um, you know, just bring some good reputation to the local town so they can get more business. People are want, they're going to want to stay at the hotel because what do they want in that town? They want to see Sasquatch or they want to see Mothman. So it, it's a moneymaker. But then again, who's to say, Mary, when people move to this land or even the natives just, you know, being here originally, who's to say that this land just didn't come with these things, you know, and um, no whether, one knows. whether or not you call it fortunate or unfortunate, that's a person's personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're right, though. I mean, you're so very right. There, there are so many things that you can point at America and be like, you got this, you got that. And you, got, you also got some of those, too. But when you look at the Netherlands or Sweden or, or Norway, and I keep relating to those because I've been trying to look for a lot of um, locations in those areas. So that they just fascinate me. I have found that there's not as many compared to, like, no. the, the no, UK. No, we have wide witches. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now I have to think, what do we have over here? 
uh, the White Witches, and I think that's the only one I, I've heard of. Well, I mean, at least you have normal spirits, too, you know? You, you have your traditional yeah. people that stay back or they get stuck, but it, it is fascinating because I haven't delved into too much information on the Netherlands with cryptids and such, but for the fact that you apparently don't have that many to, to go about, that, that is something else. It's, it's odd, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and uh, there are different countries who have uh, different uh, uh, cryptids or whatever they have, and yeah. d- different beliefs like vampires and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't have it over here. Wow, vampires, not what that I know of. Well, if that's completely true, and it's just the, it's not the fact that people are just holding the stories back and they just don't want to share it and scare people. If I ever find myself needing to retire, Mary, and I want to get away from the paranormal and all the crazy stuff that we have around us, I, I think I will try to find myself a nice home in the Netherlands, in front of a beautiful it's lake. Cute. <laughs> it's a beautiful environment. We have a sea, so you can swim and you can sunbathe. We have woods, uh, we have dunes, uh, we have a lot of things, beautiful places. That's awesome. That, that is just truly remarkable because, I mean, it goes back to my history lesson here, not to bore everyone, but, um, you know, as an American learning history, that's uh, the Netherlands among several other, you know, countries. We just don't learn much about that. I don't know if it's because they don't want us to or what their true agenda is, but we don't learn much about the world's history or other neighbors like we should, you know, and uh, it's sad. But um, I guess that's why it's up to us once we grow up and uh, get old enough, try to get ourselves built right and start traveling. And that's what I would love to do with my team is travel around the U.S., obviously. Well, right now we're, we're pretty local, but we'd like to go uh, nationally. And then eventually, if we can find ourselves in the right position and find the right people to uh, work with, go international. You know, travel the world and just learn as much as we can from everybody that we can. You know, it, it'd just be great. Yeah, that would be great. I think about uh, that too. Um, I'm uh, now uh, trying to get uh, a few teams together, a Belgium te- uh, a team out of Belgium. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you uh, a guy from the UK and one of Scotland, were coming over next year, and we're doing an investigation all together uh, in March next year. So to see how they work, uh, the methods they use, and um, get some background uh, from their own places where they've been. And I want to go to the UK. Belgium is um, yeah just around the corner. Yeah. It's an hour drive oh, for wow. me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Germany uh, only 15 minutes. And uh, really, I yeah. It's wow. very close. That, that is so cool. We're small. We're, we're a very small country. Yeah. yeah that, that's something else, Mary. And, and I, I uh, dislike being so ignorant on my geography, but that is just great. Um, I thought a lot of my ancestors came from Germanic history uh, backgrounds, but I guess not because I did one of those ancestry kits. But I don't know how accurate they really are. Apparently, they do update tests with um, customers that's already done a test, and they can change. Apparently you might gain more of a certain history or you might lose some. But um, my background is showing that I'm like 53% British. And 
like uh, okay. yeah yeah in um seventeen percent seven percent Irish and then like two or three percent German and then the rest is just like you know one percent or less than one percent but I was really hoping that fifty three percent would be German. <laughs> I mean that's uh it's also a reason why my parents gave me the name Schuler. I'm I'm guessing because uh, my dad's side. And my mom's side both had more German background and obviously Irish. So we come from Irish and German descendancy, but apparently British too. I did not know that, but I like Doctor Who, so that might be why. <laughs> that might be why. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like bagpipes, so maybe I have some Scottish inheritance. There you go, man. I mean, who's who's to say? You know, I mean, there, there's been so many years going on with this world. We just don't have all the all the uh, back notes, I guess, but it's interesting when you find out so much. It's like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is, it is. But one day, Mary, I tell you, Germany, I have to go to Germany at least once. I love the tradition, and I love the atmosphere. That's been my goal. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful country. Oh, it's much it bigger than the Netherlands, and I've been there so many times, and it is really beautiful. Wow. Well, Mary, perhaps you yeah. can take some pictures for me sometime if you do not mind and you could share those with me because I would love to see the real life Germany instead of looking at books all the time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if I go to Germany the next time, I will take some pictures. That will be fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> so You're welcome. Mary, is there anything else that you would like to highlight? I see that we're at a pretty good time for our uh, talk here. We could talk about the paranormal for days, in my personal opinion, and we will most definitely have to do another another talk. But is there anything else that you would like to highlight before we uh, call it an end, I suppose? No, not at this point. No, I'm all, my head is all clear. Okay. Nothing left. Awesome, awesome. I know a lot that we covered today was kind of basic for most people that are into the paranormal, but for those that are, uh, you know, still kind of new or just, you know, pretty simple with the paranormal, I'm sure it's pretty good knowledge and everything. And and I think it's just one of the uh, different opinions from paranormal investigators from different teams, yet alone from across the world. You know, we're, we're two different people from two different countries, and we're here relating, we're here making differences. I mean, it's it's wonderful. This is what it's about. This this is ultimately what the goal is as a paranormal investigator and what the paranormal brings. That one true answer of finding out what is the unknown. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just I crazy. Yeah. Well, Mary, I would like to thank you so very much for your time and for all the information that you've uh, you know shared with us today. And you've really helped. I think I'm going to try out that, um, what we got, the uh, not earbuds, but the ear aid, the hearing aid. I think I think we may have to try to get me yeah. some and try that. That'd be a really cool uh, experiment. Yeah, you should. And I want to know if you try them. Mary, I promise you'll be the first one to know, for sure. <laughs> I owe you that much. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, Mary, I would like to thank you for coming in and, uh, you know, talking with me on everything. I had a wonderful time, and I hope everyone else that's listened to this will also enjoy our talk. And I most definitely want to talk again, Mary. For sure, we talk again. Awesome. I loved it. I loved it a lot. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you did, Mary. Well, I look forward to next time, and um, until then, stay frosty, and you have a wonderful day. The same to you. All right. So I just wanted to thank you guys for stopping by and taking a listen with the Paraconnection Podcast and PILT Paranormal. I hope you all enjoyed this first episode. 
because I know I did, and I'm looking forward to making a lot more. Please be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube, create your own account on our official website, or even subscribe to us here on our podcast. Whatever you decide to look for, you can find all of our social media by simply typing in PILT Paranormal on Google. Now, just for the record, our YouTube channel is still being worked on, but will be our go-to place once they are finished and uploaded. And our website is the best place to find out information regarding our team, and also a great reference point for those seeking help regarding the paranormal or simply wanting to discuss the paranormal. Regardless of what outlets you decide to use, these outlets are for you so that you may keep up to date with us and be able to check out all of our paranormal adventures. Now, if you would like to hang out with Mary and keep up to date on her adventures, be sure to go to Facebook or type in on Google Ghost Talk Live with Mary Williamson. And from there, you'll be able to keep up with Mary and all of her adventures and broadcasts. Now, if any of you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please feel free to drop us a comment below and let us know what you're thinking or what you'd like to hear or contact our team directly through our Facebook, Instagram, or website. And we'll be sure to get back with you as soon as possible. Alright, I think that pretty much covers everything that needs to be covered. I personally just like to thank everyone once again for stopping by and listening to the podcast. And I hope you stop by again next time for our newest episode. Again, this is Shuler Johnson with PILT Paranormal. As always, stay frosty.